What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're doing a very interesting topic, revenge bedtime procrastination. <laughs> oh, boy. I think also known as sleep avoidance or something along those lines, too, which we've kind of touched on a little bit here and yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. that <laughs> the term just hits the nail on the head for me. Revenge bedtime procrastination. Like that is exactly what I experience at night. Yeah, it's a kick in the face. I mean, it really it, the title itself just calls you out. You know, I feel so called out because I do feel kind of like a stubborn child at night where yeah. I'm like just rebelling against myself where it's like I know I should go to bed, but I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. Yes, I used to be a lot worse with this when I was younger. I feel like I've gotten better at it, but yeah, I don't know. It just depends on what's going on in my life, honestly. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode is coming out on Monday, May 2nd. Happy May, everybody. Delaney, you've got something exciting happening this weekend. I do. You guys, it's my wedding this weekend. I can't freaking wait. Uh, Kelsey's going to be there, obviously. Um, Yeah. We, you know, we eloped last May and we, um, yeah, it's going to be like kind of our like reception party situation. Same nice. same date uh, as last year. Could not yeah. be more excited. I'm very excited. Um, yes. In terms of tour dates coming up, I will be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, May 12th through the 14th. Um, I had to reschedule Burbank and Bakersfield for later in the year because um, a little TV opportunity came up, baby. So Girl, to miss yes. It. But <laughs> um, so I'll be in Tampa and then I will be in Boston at Laugh Boston, May 27th through the 28th. And 
lest we forget, taping my comedy special in Denver at Comedy Works June 18th. So I'm going to be performing that whole weekend there, but the 18th is when it's being taped. And Delaney will be there. It's yes. We get messages from you guys all the time where you're like, oh man, like I've seen Taylor live. I've seen Kelsey live. I just wish I could have like seen Delaney perform. Oh, <laughs> Will you get to see Delaney perform? No, but this is- a- As an audience member. <laughs> That's true. <Clapping> and laughing. <laughs> this is a pretty great time where you could you could um, meet both of us at the same time. And That's true. It doesn't happen much. Cam's going to be there too. If anybody's Dang. a fan of good old Cam Mulford, he'll be You can meet Cam. It, I mean, really, it, it's going to be a really great time. So that's what's going on with me. You can go to KelseyCook.com and get those tickets. Um, should we get into a quotable? Oh, I think we shall, Kelsey. Let's see. (laughs) This one is attributed to Sophia Bush. It says, don't worry about being someone else's definition of enough. That was submitted by Helpster Amanda over at Patreon, patreon.com slash selfhelpless. If you want to submit quotes, they get on the show too. Yeah. I mean, there's just, what else can you say? There's nothing to add to this quote because it's perfect. it's, It's a perfect quote. I think it's a tattoo quote. Every now and then <laughs> on this show, yes. we get a quote where we go, you know, I could uh, I could benefit from seeing that on my hand. Yeah. Probably 17 times a day. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Godforsaken entertainment business of constantly comparing oh, yourself God. and like yeah. being like, am I doing enough? And y- y- sometimes you need to hear a quote like that to be like, just so do what true. you think is enough. We did we did an episode, right, about like defining what enough means to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That could be a good, you know, hey, if that quote is really resonating with you right now, that could be a good episode to check out after this one today. Good just, thinking. You know, it's just, it is a personal calculation of what is enough for you and really staying true to that, not letting other people sway you. And remembering why you're doing what you're doing, taking yes. stock of the whys. Because a lot of times we get caught up in doing shit for the wrong reason. Before we jump into the revenge bedtime procrastination, I just have to say on this topic of like defining enough, the timing of this is hilarious. So Taylor sent me um, a link yesterday to an Instagram post that she and I were both just like truly laughing out loud over because it just is such a pointed question, but it was (laughs) a post that said, do you even like posting on social media? (laughs) which i'm sure no one can relate to more than you del who has quit the social media game because you're like you know what i do not yeah yeah it was just you know it was just causing more harm than good for me not even like actual harm but just more mental exhaustion anxiety and nothing like bad was even really happening it was just just how my brain operates it wasn't it wasn't very nice to do to do it. Yeah. It it asks these questions like, do you even like posting on social media? Does being on Instagram or TikTok make you feel inspired, supported, or creative? Or does it always suck? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's driving your decision making process? What you like to do or what you think you're supposed to do? Right. And uh anyway, it Taylor and I just said, man. I just wish I could post like a picture of my ice cream that I was about to eat or the yeah. sunset or my cats. But there's yeah. just so many things, especially once you feel like your social media becomes more of a business yeah. that you feel like you have to be a business. 
Right. But oh, damn, just, was that a post written by Delaney Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> My secret Instagram account is just <laughs> what if you were still on Instagram <laughs> making people. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough one, man, and um, it's a it's a scary thing to leave it too when it because it was something I was using for my business too and I was like you know what this could go very poorly (laughs) leaving could really go very badly Um, and it just really depends on you know I tell my clients this too because a lot of my clients want to be either social media free or social media less in a way where it's kind of the 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 last thing that they do in their business or day to day is just really being honest about where your people are coming from, where are sales actually coming from, where are clients actually coming from? What do you enjoy doing? What do you not enjoy doing? And how can you leverage the thing that you enjoy? Doesn't mean that you have to be completely off social media, but what can you lead with that can be repurposed for social media? not by you. So yeah, it's just kind of like really looking at your numbers because social media is so deceptive with numbers. You get all these likes and comments and shit and messages flowing in. You're like, damn, I'm killing it. And it's like, oh, my business is actually coming from over here, Google or biz, you know, this. And so really like paying attention. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs are scared to look at the analytics and the numbers and you just really have to, especially if social media you know, you feel bogged down by it. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> so, I think it's fascinating. If anybody wants to look at this post on Instagram, it was posted by anti-perfect Kendall. And she is a, um, oh, nice. she's a content coach, which is, I, I wonder if you and her would get along well and, and have Sounds a lot to like talk it. about. She says, oh, make her God. little blurb at the top says making social media functional for tired creators. Ah, yeah. Energy entrepreneurship. She does coaching. Wow. Love it. Yep, yep, yep. I'm following her. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I need to read these things. Um, Anyway, I I know that that was an aside, but I just felt (laughs) like it was important to talk about. Um, Should we get into talking about what is revenge bedtime procrastination? cause and effects, tips to treat it, all those good things. Let's do it. So revenge bedtime procrastination describes the decision to sacrifice sleep for leisure time that is driven by a daily schedule lacking in free time. Uh, Let's just let that sink in. Let it sink in. Can you read it one more time? Because when I read that sentence today in the document, I was just like, wow, wow, wow. Yes. Again, so dead on. Yes. Revenge bedtime procrastination describes the decision to sacrifice sleep for leisure time that is driven by a daily schedule lacking in free time, which this is so for me, when I think about my bedtime revenge, bedtime procrastination or sleep avoidance in the past, it's either been one of two things. It's either that I fucking worked my ass off, did not give myself breaks. And then at the end of the night, I just needed some like TV shows or something to make me feel like I did relax that day and I did take time for myself or it's the opposite. I relaxed all day and I feel like I didn't do enough shit. And so then I stay up late doing shit. So it's either one. And then I find that when I have the balance of working and relaxing, I don't do the whole bedtime procrastination bullshit. What about you, Kels? You <laughs> an applause break for everything. You- that was so well put. God damn. That's yeah. exact same for me. 
Yeah. I have literally nothing to add because you said it so perfectly. Oh, wow. I bet a lot of people are right. It's, it's like one or the other, right? I mean, because if you're not doing revenge bedtime shit, it's because you probably feel fulfilled with your day on both ends. Right. Right. So something's going on. Got to get down to the root of the What's issue as yeah. to why you're being a bad girl at night. <laughs> <laughs> you're staying up too late. <laughs> it's true because if you have, let's, let's take the first part of what you said. If you've worked your ass off all day and you yeah. haven't left time to unwind, whether that's watching a TV show, reading a book, whatever you choose to do, it feels unnatural to go from working for like 12 straight hours to just yes. going, I'm just going to go straight and lay my head on my pillow and go to bed. Yes. You feel like you need time to just be brainless and unwind. Yeah. And because you do want that, even if it's not just to unwind, it's like for fun. You want to feel like you had the time to watch the show you wanted to watch, whatever. And then on the flip side, I have also, like you said, had a lot of sleep avoidance dealing with workaholism, where if I procrastinated during the day on something I knew I needed to do, and then it gets to later in the day, and I'm like, fuck, now I need to really crack down and focus. That's when I'm editing video clips till like one in the morning. Yeah. Because I pushed it off and, you know, it's, there's, there's just no winning. You have to, I know you can't make extra hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> we have ditched the Beyonce quote, <laughs> yeah. but you, we have to try to be more reasonable. I think with what we can achieve in a day. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, Kels, it's like, yeah, going from working all day and then just going straight to bed. A, I feel like my body in the past, like it's not decompressing properly to even fall asleep. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to even fall asleep unless I was so exhausted that, you know, that's, you know, but if you're so kind of wired and charged from working, working and then you have the adrenaline going all day, it's like, you need that processing time. Um, and I know for me, what I would usually tell myself at that time. And of course it still happens, just depends on the day, but I usually say, Ah, it's okay. I'll make up for it tomorrow. I'll go to bed early and I'll make up for, I'll get the work things done early and then Mm -hmm. I'll go to bed early and I'll be good and I'll be balanced out, but I'm going to stay up late and watch, you know, three hours of TV because I need some downtime from my day. And then the next day would come and I would do the same shit over and over. So it's just Uh like, you're building, you're built, you're piling on to your sleep deprivation. Yeah. It's this feeling of like that revenge part of this and that rebellion, I think comes from this place of like, I earned this. Like Uh, I, I deserve to watch a TV show, but the reality is like, that's going to make you feel sick. If you keep staying up and doing this, it's like, yes, you have to figure out a different time in the day (laughs) to get these things done. I wonder if a part of this for people too, is like if they had a really strict bedtime growing up with their parents as adults, if they're like, fuck you, I'm staying up past 10 or 12 or whatever it is. And really you're just fucking yourself, but you might be thinking, oh, I'm screwing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stick it to the man moment, but really it's just negatively impacting you and your health. Yeah. It, some of us are self-employed, you know, and we've had to learn how to be our own boss and actually get work done each day. But um, sleep, once we're all out of our parents' house, whether you're self-employed or you have an employer, sleep is one of those things that it's on you. Yeah. 
And yeah. no one really teaches you how to be disciplined with sleep. It's just like you learn by getting burned, like by right. burning yourself and not right. getting enough sleep. And then you're like, well, fuck, is it worth it to keep feeling sick like this? Or should I just go to bed? Absolutely. Is Which, there? I still haven't learned my lesson. I've been yeah. burned so many times over the years. Yeah. I'm curious to know like what kind of like exact thoughts go through your head when you are catching mm. yourself in revenge bedtime procrastination. What's happening inside your brain? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning of this? So where it's kind of like, I, it's just like a voice that's like, no. <laughs> like a very sassy not gonna do it. <laughs> child. It's like, am I going to do it? Like, I'm not, like, you can't make me. Yes. It's, it's really, it feels like it comes from this place of being childish where I'm like, yeah. you can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. <laughs> <You're not laughs> real dad. It's like, right. I get to do what I want. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, you idiot. Well, then do what you want, but you're going to feel like shit tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I think too, especially when I was like in big time workaholic mode was it was so hard to admit I was a workaholic. So if I did relax before bed, then I could like, I did have downtime today or I did have downtime every day. It was like part of my denial that if I did work all day and go straight to bed, I would have to admit that I was a workaholic. But if I let myself Whoa. relax before bedtime, I could be like, I watched three hours of TV. I'm good. Not a workaholic at all. No problem here. Keep it moving. You know? So I think oh. part of it was my like denial too at that point. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. There is this part of you, I think that wants to look normal. Right. Yeah. And like that you are doing the same things as everybody else, because then you can't hide that workaholism. Yeah, exactly. Can, oh, yeah. You can at the water cooler or whatever, talking with your friends, be like, oh, yeah, did you catch the episodes of TV? I did. But like at 4 maybe those people. <laughs> Wait, say that again? At 4 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Maybe those people yes. stopped watching the shows at 10 p.m. and went to bed at a re reasonable time. And you also did see the shows, but you got like four hours of sleep. Yes. So... It's the whole something's got to give. Yes. Like you have to – that's the problem with workaholism is that sometimes we have a hard – it's like with time blindness, sometimes it's work blindness, like having a hard time mm -hmm. understanding what is a reasonable amount that you can achieve in a day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And we did that workaholism episode so long ago, like four years ago at this point probably or longer. Mm -hmm. But I remember that when we went to that Workaholics Anonymous meeting years ago, yeah. that made such a huge impact on me, like hearing other people speak about how those that pattern of behavior has truly caused them so much pain in their life and, you know, has ruined relationships and, you know, their health has declined and all that stuff that really scared the shit out of me. That's like when I really started implementing, you know, small changes, but yeah. that will really stick with me forever. And the fact that learning that, you know, workaholism is what was it? It's both a process and substance addiction because the process of working, but you have the substance of adrenaline. And so it's really hard to kick it. Right. Um, you get like multiple kind of things going on. Right. So I don't know, another episode to, to look into if this is resonating with you, because it could be, there could be more there, Yeah. Um, you know, to look into. Can I ask you something? This is something I, if I've gotten more and more honest with myself in terms of like what's going on with my sleep, I realize yeah. that I have a lot of anxiety surrounding falling asleep or going to bed or even taking a nap. Like 
it's really, really hard for me to take a nap because I feel like I'm missing out on like that in my mind, nobody else is napping. Everybody's out working and doing things. And I feel like I shouldn't be napping. Okay. A lot of anxiety surrounding trying to take a nap. I have anxiety with even just falling asleep at night and I'm still trying to figure out why exactly, but do you ever experience this? Um, I'm trying to think, I think it would just depend on what's going on in my life at the time. Like if I, if I had anxiety around a nap, it's probably because I'm nervous. I'm not going to wake up in time for whatever I have to do in the evening or something. Yeah. And if I'm nervous to go to bed or if anxiety about around going to bed, it might be like what's going on the next day or that weekend that yeah. I'm nervous or anxious about. Do you, when you, when you find yourself being anxious about it, what's, what's going on in your head? Like what kind of thoughts are there? Is it about something specific or just general? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's purely a, a feeling of being afraid to miss something, like miss something happening. But I, I feel like I have that even at night when I know that everybody generally is going to bed and there's really nothing that I need to be like, I, I don't need to be checking my Instagram notifications at like mm-hmm. 11 p.m. I, I should be able to just be done for the day. But I don't know if I'm like, scared to be asleep or what it is but scared to just be alone with thoughts but I'm like alone with my thoughts all the time I'm like really good about journaling and meditating I'm not sure what I'm not sure what it is but I do find that I have a really hard time just like getting in my bed like there there's a lot of buildup for it Really? I understand for you, like the, the FOMO nap thing, like going to bed midday, like everybody else is working or doing stuff and all of that. I mean, well, for you as a comedian, people are working at night too. I wonder if that's part of it. Like people are performing at night or something like that. Yeah. Um, do you feel like this Kels, do you feel like when you are working at times that nobody else is, it's kind of exciting. Like, Ooh, I'm doing stuff right now that like other people are probably resting and I'm getting shit done and I'm like kind of getting ahead. I wonder if it's that like excitement a little bit too, that you could be doing more or something. I definitely think that that could be a big part of it. Like days where I end up waking up a lot earlier than I thought I was going to. I'm like, Ooh, like I, I can do so much more now. Yeah. I've always been so envious of people who can survive on like four hours of sleep a night. You know, these people, I don't know Um, how that happens, but there are people in the world who just get like four or five hours of sleep a night and somehow are fine and like feel great. I don't know if that's healthy or what, but yeah, you have talked before. We've related a lot on this, that you and I just love life. (laughs) as (laughs) Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. 
The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have a lot of joie de vivre. Like, we, like, want <laughs> to, like, always be doing stuff and experiencing things. And I think we're both acutely aware of that time is finite. That, yeah. Like, we want, we just want to always be experiencing things. So for me, sleep is, like, boring. Like, it's not, I don't enjoy it. Uh-huh. It's like really a mundane task that you have to do. Yeah. How some people do the whole like, oh, I eat to live and some people live to eat. I'm definitely a live to eat person. I don't understand the people that are eat to yeah. live, but I'm yeah. kind of like a sleep to live person. Like, I don't If I could just take a pill that like provided me with the benefits of sleep, but I didn't ever have to actually sleep. I would love that. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I, I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy sleep. Um, I get excited for bedtime because I get to like cuddle with my dogs. And stuff. I like, I get excited. Um, especially like, I remember when we first got Maverick, um, I would be so excited for bedtime. Cause it was like, Oh my God, there's going to be a puppy in my bed. This is so exciting. Um, but I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't know. Actually, I've never asked myself that question. If I could take a pill and not have to sleep, would I do that? Mm. Yeah. I feel like some days I would because I am, I get excited about stuff. And sometimes it's hard for me to go to bed because I'm excited about what I'm doing the next day or I had a great day or whatever, right. whatever happened. But that's right. so interesting. I feel like the fact that it's a mundane thing and you're kind of avoiding it is very much, and obviously I'm not a professional, but because we've talked about this recently is on the ADHD spectrum of oh having a hard time, like, you know, bringing yourself to do those kind of boring mundane tasks mm -hmm. and like, yeah, it's the same thing every night. It's, it's fucking boring. We it's predictable. Like we know yeah. what we're getting. And so I wonder if there's like a way to become excited about going to bed or excited yeah, yeah. about the next morning. If you can get excited about waking up, I'm wondering right. if that will help you be yeah. okay with going to bed. Like, Ooh, can't wait to go to bed because first thing in the morning I get to do this thing. But yeah. if you're not excited about, I don't know, maybe you have to be kind of intentional with what you're looking forward to when you wake up. Yeah. If you're not excited to, to, to go to bed. That's, That's a I good mean. way to think of it. And the funny thing is I'm a really good sleeper. Like I'm a deep sleeper. I sleep through the night. I generally get like, you know, unless I'm doing too crazy of travel, which is usually my life. But um, yeah. like on a regular night, I will get like seven to nine hours of sleep, feel great. Um, I can fall asleep pretty quickly. There are people who I know who are just like terrible sleepers who are, they toss and turn all night. They right. wake up a bunch. They so it's funny because like I actually do sleep really well. I just, yeah, like I said, if there was a way to get that just to stay up and be able to function, which, you know, I guess meth. Uh, <laughs> it Always an people. option. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It just, maybe that's like the adrenaline junkie in me. That sleep is just so, at least with eating, like, yeah, you have to eat every day. But yeah. eating so fun. There's 
it's food. It tastes good. <laughs> it's different every time. But sleeping is just like sleeping. I don't know. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I feel like I I struggled with this so much more. I when I was doing stand up or whatever, and I was like feeling very lost with my career or whatever. Um, different jobs, not liking things. I would almost, I would dread the next day. And so I wanted my free time to last longer than it was really allowing me. So if I only, if I got home from my day job, I hated at 630 and I have to go to bed by 10. I wanted to push that a little bit because my free time, you know, expanding that because I got to go fucking back to this job I hate tomorrow. So I think a lot of that was, was going on with me. Yeah. I've certainly experienced that. And I think a lot of people who are working like a regular nine to five that aren't enjoying it have experienced that where if you're only getting Saturday, Sunday off, yeah, Sunday for a lot of people is spent in dread of just like, ugh. yes, I know I have to wake up and go back to work tomorrow. So I, my years of working day jobs, I definitely relate to what you're saying. I think yeah. honestly, what's happening in my life right now is the exact opposite of that, where yeah. my day to day, I'm so happy and I'm so like excited about my life right now that I'm like, well, this is eight hours of every day that (laughs) I don't get to be like doing stuff Yeah, because the doing stuff is so fun right now. And this just feels like I'm losing life. Yeah. No, I totally. My eyes closed. That's so interesting. Okay. So here's where I'm at with all this, right? Yeah. So I now feel like I have flipped this because I feel very similarly. Like I'm so excited to wake up that I've been waking up early and earlier. So I almost have revenge sleeping in procrastination where I do not want to sleep in longer than I need to, even if I can or even whatever. So I, you know, because of, of our new pup, he's waking up very early, but I like, I fucking love it because I get up early and I'm like oh my god I can get my work done early and then I'm like done and I can just seize the day um so I've noticed I've been getting very excited at the fact that like oh my god I'm working on things at like 6 30 in the morning when I used to start at like 9 or 10 Mm -hmm. and then my day is over by like lunchtime this is fucking awesome so I feel like it's almost flip-flopped where I'm excited to go to bed because I'm excited to wake up early and get things done early where I used to be like, Oh my God, I have to, I have to expand my free time. Yeah. Um, and before I, before I go to bed and have to do all that boring shit all over the next day. Right. It's like a weird situation happening. (laughs) Yes. Totally get that. I wonder if part of my struggle too, like you have such a nice routine now. Yes. Pretty consistent. You know what I mean? My, I feel like I can never go, you know what? I'm going to be a morning person. Yeah. If it's a week where I'm home and not on the road, then sure, I could be a morning person. But the next week when I'm on the road, I am working until one in the morning and I'm on like a different time zone and everything just gets so fucked up. But I will say being home this week, I have been waking up early because I, my body still hasn't quite adjusted back from like East coast time. And I fucking love it. Oh my God, <laughs> what a delight. To, yeah. Like you said, it's such a rush to like, oh my God, I got so much done before like 9am today. And I looked at the clock and I was like, am I a bionic woman? Like, <laughs> who am I? This feels yeah. so good. But then yeah. I've, 
and then like you, sh- I know we shouldn't like lean on substances or whatever. I do find though that taking like, um, like a CBD gummy or a melatonin gummy, it kind of cuts back on the anxiety because it's just like my body is like, you're going to sleep right now. There's yeah. no time to think about if you're right fearful or bummed about this, you're just, you're falling asleep. So that right. has, I think, helped me a little bit doing like yes. magnesium at night. So I don't know if anybody listening is relating to me in terms of feeling like some anxiety, like not wanting to put your phone down at night. That's been helping me a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good tip. I, um, you know, sometimes at night I am like higher energy than I feel like I should because whatever I've done that day just continued to energize me. And mm-hmm. and then it's at like nighttime. It's no, it's no different than when I just woke up right. and I've noticed that I could stay up really, I could probably stay up late and not get much sleep and be one of those people that just doesn't sleep much and feels yeah. okay. Probably not four hours, but like, you know, yeah. not, not far off from that. But with Cam, he has the nine to five situation. So he has to like go to bed at a certain hour and all that stuff. And he, I feel like he's almost accountability for me sometimes. Cause he'd be like, oh. okay, I'm going to bed. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I guess I should go to bed. Uh, you know, and I, I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed too. But without him doing that, I feel like I would stay up a lot later, a lot more frequently. And then sometimes I do, but it's almost like a reminder because my brain is not even thinking about bedtime sometimes at like 10 10 p.m. And that's like, oh, shit. Right. I should do that. Oh, yeah. And then I'm excited to wake up. So it's fine. It'll be good. But yeah. Yeah. That totally checks out. Living with somebody and being in a relationship, uh, you know, it does change things. Tommy Jonigan has a really funny yeah. joke that was always so relatable to me when I was married. He was like, my uh, my wife, someone's like, my wife goes to bed at 10 p.m., which uh, I've learned now means that I go to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> and I have no say in the matter. She's just like, I'm going to bed. And he's like, okay, have, have a good night. She's like, no, you're going to bed too. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> when I was married, that was like definitely the dynamic too, was I always like, if I was going to bed earlier, I would like want him to come to bed at the same time because it yeah. was just, my brain couldn't turn off if like he was in the other room playing video games. Or, like I just mm-hmm. felt like my body was just waiting for him to finally come to bed. Uh-huh. And so it was always easier if we just went to bed at the same time. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, what's so funny because you know, I feel like with Cam going to bed, it's not even like, oh, you know, we should go to bed together kind of thing. But it's the fact that I know his fucking alarm is going to wake me up at the crack of dawn. And if even if I want to sleep in, I'm going to be jolted awake for 15, 20 minutes anyway. So I know like, well, I should go to bed around that time anyway, because that thing's going to wake me up come this time, no matter what I fucking do, whether I stay up or whatever. So I feel like almost it's sometimes that it's like, and he's going to get ready in the morning for 20 to 30 minutes or whatever it is. So I'm going to wake up for a period of time early, no matter what I do. Yeah. The, the pros and cons of of sharing a bed with somebody, there's such a comfort there. That's so nice. And then like, man, if that person has to get up earlier than you do and you are trying to sleep in, if they like start hitting the snooze button, oh, Oh, no theory. Like this bitch right here during a multiple snooze situation. Oh, uh uh-uh. Because then I am just wide awake. Like then there's no, I, I can't keep enough sleep in my body to 
pass through a yes. sneeze button, you know? Yes. And it's like, yeah, no, your throne's getting, your phone is getting thrown against the wall for sure. And the fact that like Cam is one of those people that has the alarm that goes, and I'm like, at least have the fucking decency to have a little, you know, like a raindrops or something or a gentle, <laughs> a gentle awakening. But no, he has, you know, the freaking alarm that is basically like, you know, uh, emt driver situation it's horrible this is so funny because when i um i went to scottsdale last year for um one of my best friends bachelorette parties and sometimes you don't realize like how different something you're doing is than your friends until you're in like a hotel room together (laughs) but we all decided to take a nap and i was like i'll set an alarm no problem and my alarm used to be kind of like cams not like the aunt but it was definitely a like it would go off and it would get your blood pumping really fast. And Hannah was like, what, what are you doing to yourself? Like, how do you not wake up with just a giant ball of anxiety in your chest? Yes. Like, and she showed me how to change it. And it's it's so funny because now I, I can't imagine ever going back. I don't know how, like why I was doing that to myself. She was so right. Oh my God, I need to change cams now. I'm like, yeah, I should just go in and just change it for <laughs> I have the ones where it's like, you know, it's just yes. like easing into it. Okay, thank you. Yes. I mean, no, it is. I, I, I'd imagine it's like, yeah, for him especially, it's like you wake up to that awful sound and then you got to get ready. And now he's, he's back, you know, commuting and stuff. And you got to commute in LA traffic. I'm like, that is a terrible way to start your morning. Let's get like a nice song or something attached to this shit. I know. I don't know why I was doing that. It's like, what are you going to go fight fires? Like what? There's no emergency to your morning. Just yeah. make it like a babbling brook or some shit. Just yes. relax. So exactly. I mean, the craziest thing you're going to do is just probably hop in the shower, you know, <laughs> next step, next step. Yeah. Um, so there are um, three factors that are required for a late sleep time to be considered bedtime procrastination. So a delay in going to sleep that reduces one's total sleep time. Um, the absence, ooh, ooh, I am getting called out so hard right here. <laughs> the absence of a valid reason for staying up later than intended, such as an external event or an underlying illness. Yes. My God. Um, yes. And, and then an awareness that delaying one's bedtime could lead to negative consequences. So yeah, the, the absence of a valid reason, like oh. I have become fully, fully addicted to Wordle. And oh, yes. if you're a listener yeah. who plays Wordle, let me introduce you to the land of Quirtle, which will take up even more of your time, but it's so addicting. You're playing four Wordles at once. Oh, geez. But here's the thing. Are, are you a Wordle person, doll? Have we talked about I this? have been doing, I did the Wordle thing for like maybe a, a day, like a month, like every day for a month probably. And then I okay. stopped. Okay. I stopped so, the whole Wordle thing. Okay. So I'm, I am yeah. fully like, it is a part of my. It's immersive experience for you it's, over there. I yeah. love it so much. And the word refresh refreshes at midnight. So there are times <laughs> where <laughs> there are times where I look at the clock and it's like 1145. And I am dead ass tired. My body's like, absolutely, you need to close your eyes and go to sleep right now. No question. (laughs) And my brain goes, but there's a new puzzle to play. (laughs) You can just keep your eyes open for another 15 minutes. And then I will stay up and I will play the new Wordle. And I will play the new Quirtle. And 
not only is that so detrimental to like be forcing myself to stay awake when I'm tired, but I'm looking at blue light. I'm looking at a screen yeah. and yeah. I'm doing a puzzle, which is like actively putting my mind on a treadmill, trying to make it think of all these words. I, this is, so when it says a valid, where, where is it? The absence of a valid reason for staying up later than intended. Yeah. Wordle ain't in it, girl. Wordle ain't it. <laughs> You know know about the app? I don't know what it's called. You know the app where you can just play it anytime, right? It's called Wordy. W-O-R-I-D-I. No, do word. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can't. That is not healthy for me. I can't go down that path because then I would get nothing done. What I love about Wordle is that you do only get the one a day. It's like. Gotcha. You You don't think it would desensitize you to be like, I'm done with Wordle now and now I don't have this addiction? I don't want to be desensitized. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I am sexually attracted to Wordle. It is my new love language. It fills this void in me that I just. Oh, my God. You you responded like I just asked you to masturbate for 12 hours a day. You're like, I do not want to be desensitized. (laughs) Once a day is perfect um okay i feel i feel you on that and this is this is such a good um you know differentiation too it's like look sleep sleep deprivation happens sometimes when you know there's emergencies going on something is going on in your life where you truly want to be going to bed at a decent hour and getting eight hours or whatever it is but you really cannot You know, like that is a big difference. That is not the whole revenge bedtime procrastination Mm -hmm. situation where you're like, oh my God, I really want to, want to be in bed right now. But like, you know, I am visiting somebody or, you know, that something happened or whatever, but that's, um, that's a good thing to, I think mention because we also have a sleep deprivation episode that would probably be a good one. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many there's so many episodes that really yeah. relate to what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a bit big clear difference there. And of course, there's so many issues that can happen with sleep deprivation, um, especially yeah. caused by bedtime procrastination. You know, anxiety, depression, difficulty concentrating, high blood pressure, increased risk of cardiac problems. I mean, this really can impact you know your your mental and physical health. So it's an, Oh, weakened immunity, you know, worse than your memory, all that stuff. Like it's, it's, you know, I know we're making light of it, but it is a serious thing. If you are continuing to do this over and over again. Oh, for sure. I say all the time, how scary parts of this tour have been for me in terms of just being like, God, can I do this to my body without getting really, really sick? And so I have tried to very much prioritize my sleep. Um, And despite Wordle and its (laughs) seductive ways, (laughs) but I I do try hard. I I have been doing a lot of intense self-care, but I I do sometimes feel like a little kid where I'm like, I don't want to go to sleep right now and I got to be better about it. Yes. Your Um, Wordle is my reality TV dating Yes. That is... Um, I just discovered Temptation Island last night and now I'm hooked and I did stay up late watching that. So, you know, we all have our Wordle people. <laughs> yes. Trying yeah. to curb it. I do think it's easy to 
Well, I guess this happens whether you live with somebody or not, but when you live with somebody, it's easy to get sucked into a show together and look at each other yes. at the end of each episode and go, <gasps> one more. More. And then <laughs> yeah. one more, and that turns into three more, and then you're both <gasps> fucking exhausted. But I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, 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 indeed. So to help everybody and clean ourselves, here are some tips on how you can stop revenge bedtime procrastination. So first of all, reframe how you think about sleep, kind of like what you're saying, Del. Don't think of sleep as a chore, but something you get to do that's great for your health. Mm -hmm. Um, Carve out time each day for leisure. Take a look at your schedule. Cut out some things if you can and see where you can make time for the activities you enjoy during the day or early evening. So important. Yes. So important. Like, yeah. I I can't emphasize that enough. Create a bedtime ritual. Every night, start winding down 30 minutes to an hour before actually going to sleep. I need to do that. That's, I I think that's what I'm missing. Turn off the screen. Bedtime ritual. Ritual. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, Get on a sleep schedule. Know your sleep cues. When you start feeling sleepy or drowsy at night, your body is telling you that it's time for bed. And as always, put your devices to bed. It's tough, but putting away your phone or shutting off the TV should be part of your bedtime routine. Yes. These are great. I'm going to share what actually helps me. I mean, these are all great. It's like one of those things where we all know we should be doing this, but like, how can we trick ourselves into actually doing this shit? So for me, Like, I know that if I want to get myself to sleep at a good hour, what I've already mentioned to Kelsey is what am I excited about tomorrow? And I think we've talked about this before, even on like self-care episodes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But if I have something to look forward to when I wake up, like, oh my God, I want to get to bed as soon as possible because I'm going to take a bath the first thing in the morning and that's going to feel so nice, you know, stuff like that. Or, oh my God, I can't wait to eat breakfast. Sometimes I'm like, I can't wait to eat breakfast. (laughs) I need to go to bed right now. Um, things like that. Like, what can you get excited about? Or like they said, you know, think about all the ways that sleep is going to help you feel better the next day. Good for your health. Good for your work. Um, you're going to make better business decisions, all that good stuff. And I feel like I'll be honest, I don't really have a bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. Um, exactly. I just, um, you know, I turn off the TV and I, and I brush my teeth and I go to bed. I mean, like that's my bedtime routine and I fall asleep fine. Like it works. So I feel like sometimes with the whole morning routine, we can also get wrapped up in the evening bedtime routine to where if you feel overwhelmed by having a lot of steps with that, you know, what's like the one little nugget you could do before bed that signals to your brain. Okay time to go to bed. It could be a 30, you know, it could be a two minute brushing your teeth or 30 seconds of meditation or whatever that is. And another thing is for me, the, the feeling that I get at the end of the day now of feeling accomplished and that I had balance in my day that came with a lot of fucking work over years of prioritizing what I actually want and removing everything else. And so the things that I work on actually make sense for my goals, uh, personal and professional goals. And there's no filler bullshit anymore. And that has been very helpful with the balance at the end of the day, feeling like I'm not missing out or that I worked too much or I didn't work enough. It's just kind of an even keel thing, but that was systematized very intentionally over the past four years. So, you know, little baby steps. What about you, Kels? Like what really does help you go to bed? Yeah. I kind of lean into, um, some vanity reasons where if there's something the next day that I would like to look my best for, 
I really visualize like, hey, bitch, remember what you look like when you don't sleep so well. You can really see it in your face. You get the bags, you get the wrinkles. Like, you don't want to look like that. So I kind of, I sometimes that helps me a little bit. That is a good one, dude. So you got to find what motivates you personally and exploit the shit out of it. Absolutely. Yes. That. Nice. Also just, I, I don't do caffeine, which I know makes me an absolute psychopath. That's completely fine. I know. So (laughs) you don't either? No, coffee makes me feel really like anxious and jittery the whole day. I'll do it sometimes because I do like the taste, but I'm a, I'm a tea lady myself. Okay. So yeah, I don't do caffeine in any form, not even like caffeinated tea. Um, and like, I just, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, but what that does, unfortunately, if I've had a night where I have had a really rough night of sleep, I don't really have a way to pick myself up the next day if I hit a rut and don't have time for a nap. Yeah. So I try to tell myself if I have a big day the next day and I'm not going to have time for a nap, I don't want to feel that awful sluggish wiped out feeling in the middle of yeah. something important. So those are the yeah. two things that really speak to me the most to that get me to like actually go to bed. I love it. That's so good. It's like, yeah, what's more important staying up to like watch this TV show or feeling really good for like my gig tomorrow or something like that. I love that. Like really prioritizing that. I was, I think I've mentioned this to you before Kels, but I always, I read in a textbook at one point that eating an apple in the morning instead of drinking a cup of coffee actually wakes you up better um, than the coffee. So I'm wondering if you, do you like apples? And do you want to try that? I eat an apple every morning almost. Oh, you do? Oh, maybe that's your natural caffeine. And I don't know if it's what's actually in the apple or the act of crunching and chewing so much, but and health experts, feel free to write in about this. I don't know. But that little nugget has always stuck with me that that's, that can be like a natural um, you know, burst of energy to do that. And I don't know why I should have looked into it. And I could, I could fucking Google it, but I just don't, I choose not to. That's okay. One of my favorite <laughs> breakfasts, especially during colder months is oatmeal with like a tablespoon or two of almond butter stirred in. And then a, um, like a really tart apple that cut into cubes oh. in there with cinnamon and sometimes walnuts. Ooh, so oh, good. Nice. I uh, I like the uh, breakfast sandwiches myself with the eggs and bacon and cheese and avocado and all that. All vegan, by the way, but still they have it. Um, good, those yeah. just real fucking meaty, mm-hmm. cheesy. Yeah, I had eggs and potatoes. avocado and a rice cake with almond butter this morning. Now that we're just sharing our yeah. breakfast, <laughs> what did you all eat for breakfast? <laughs> what did you guys eat for breakfast? That's what our podcast has turned into. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anything else, Kels, to add? I think that does it. I think that does it. Um, yeah. Uh, let us know if you guys have any tips on this. If you relate to it, we'd love to know. Absolutely. Um, we have a personalized shout out. Helpster Katie wants to give a shout out to her friend, Erica. Happy birthday, Erica. I love you. Love Katie. Oh, oh. So Erica's birthday was on April 30th. Yes. Fabulous. April babies. What's up? April babies. Elsie and I are too. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Erica. Erica. Um, That's fabulous. Thanks for celebrating with us. And if you want to be able to give personalized shout outs like this, you can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash self-helpless. It's five bucks a month. It's nothing. 
And then you get to do stuff like this. You get to help us choose episode topics. You get to listen to all of the 60 bonus episodes on there. It's just a really fun community. Yeah. So you get to some, yeah, quotes and all kinds. Oh, it's yeah, you basically, quotes. yeah, you submit the quotes, you pick the topics, you submit personalized tips and shout outs that get on the show. It's like, you know, you're basically like a co-creator of this content in so many ways. So we love having you. Thank sure. you so much for the support. And we do have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Jay Patriotic. It says, thank you. It's a great podcast and I love all the things you do. Jay, JP, if, if I may, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very to the point. We love it. We love it. Thank you. And that helps the show so much. It really helps get into that iTunes algorithm and move us up the charts. So if you haven't yet, please go do that. Yes. Um, do you have any segments or plugs, Del? You know, I'm just uh, in the puppy mode right now with uh, Goose, our newest edition. Um, and then we're just in the phase where we're just treating everything like it's probably pee. You know, like it could be water on the ground, but let's just treat it like pee, spray it, clean it. Let's make sure it's <laughs> that's the phase of my life right now is that it's probably pee. That is, that is the tagline of my day to day currently. Um, what about you? Delaney Fisher. Yeah. It's probably pee. It's probably pee. Kels, what about you? What, what do you got going on? I just wanted to give an update from our time blindness episode. I've, I've gotten a lot of people that have reached out and said that that really spoke to them. And I, I wanted to say that I, I took what we learned from that episode really seriously. And I'm, pleased yeah. to share that I think I've really made a big improvement in my life on mm -hmm. just having a better handle on the time blindness. I feel like I've been on time for things more often lately. I've been really catching myself when I want to do that one more thing oh, and just going, yes. nope, like, let's just not do it. You don't need to right now. You can do it later after you do like this appointment or whatever you have. And it's really saved me from a lot of stress and anxiety and guilt. So oh, good. Um, just want to encourage you guys, if it's something you struggle with, make a time log, get familiar with how long it actually takes you to do the things you do every day that you might not realize are taking you as long as they are. Yes. And um, yeah, just wanted to give a, a positive update on that. Oh, I love it. That's so awesome, dude. I feel like, yeah, you and I are like, once we become self-aware of something, it's like, okay, how can we type a, the shit out of this problem? <laughs> how can we solution this up, baby? <laughs> I'm, yeah, we talk, you and I've had conversations off the podcast where the show is so different now, five yeah. years in than it was when we started because we were more helpless five years yeah. ago and we yeah. have self-helped ourselves through yes. the podcast and through just growing and getting older but yeah. like there are fewer things I think that we struggle with maybe to to the degree that we used to when we first started the show but yeah mm -hmm. anytime something does pop up that is new to me or something I didn't realize was a problem for me like the time blindness uh I do really attack it <laughs> and I'm like, yes I don't want to deal with this I want this to get yes to get solved so yeah love it yeah. Love it. Well, we, we love you. I love we you. We did too. it. I love you. Um, I love you. And beautiful. oh, yeah. Plug your shit, Kels. Oh, just head to kelsicook.com, get those tickets. Tampa, Boston, Denver, all coming up. And uh, go to ttomcomedy.com, get Taylor's tour date tickets. She's got so many tour dates coming up. And 
um, go listen to the Aficionado, the podcast by Delaney Fisher. Yeah, DelaneyFisher.com, Aficionado, the Minimalist Business Podcast. We actually just had an amazing finance expert on the show. Holy shit. Learned so much. Answered all your questions about business finances, organization, uh, understanding your numbers, what to do at tax time, things to avoid. It was really, really good. So highly recommend. Nice. All right. Well, we love you guys and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Thank you.